0: Greetings, Blazer Nation, and welcome to the UAV Collab Fam Podcast, your premier bi monthly podcast for information on finance, accounting, and money. Brought to you by the Collab School of Businesses, UAV Department of Accounting and Finance and the Reading Institute for Financial Education. So, without further ado, welcome to today's episode.
1: Greetings, Blazer Nation. This is your host, Savante Metcalf, back with you again uh, with another episode of our Collat Fam podcast. Uh, and today we have with us a, a special guest, uh, Mr. Anil Chadha, uh, Executive Vice President and Controller at Regions Bank. Anil joined Regions Bank in 2011. Uh, Since then, he served in various roles within the corporate treasury and risk management departments at Regions all the way through February of this year when he assumed his current role as controller and executive vice president at Regions Bank. Uh, In his role, he leads the accounting function for all of Regions, which is a Fortune 500 company with over six and a half billion in revenues and a market capitalization of $20 uh, and close to 20,000 employees with over 1,400 branches uh, across 14 states, and and we're happy to have them headquartered here in Birmingham. Uh, Prior to joining Regions, Anil worked in the Treasury and Finance groups at several financial institutions, including Ally Financial, Wachovia, Wells Fargo, and Capital One. Uh, He holds his bachelor's degree in business administration uh, from right here at UAB, Collat School of Business, uh, and a master's in business from the Babcock Graduate School of Management at Wake Forest University. Anil lives in Homewood, Alabama, a suburb of Birmingham with his wife and three girls. He is an active supporter of the University of Alabama at Birmingham, where he serves on the University Athletic Foundation Board, as well as the advisory board of our finance department here at the Collette School of Business. Additionally, he serves on the Board of Directors of Rev Birmingham and the Mike Slive Foundation. So without further ado, uh, we would like to welcome Anil. Uh, But before we do that, we'd like to indicate that the opinions expressed in this podcast are statements of the speaker's opinion uh, and are intended only for informational purposes and are not Formal opinions of nor binding on Regions Bank, its parent company, Regions Financial Corporation, and their subsidiaries, and any representation to the contrary is expressly disclaimed. And so, Anil, we are glad to have you with us today. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Savante. It's great to be here.
1: And so uh, today, uh, you know, we definitely want to talk more about what you do in your position as controller over all of regions, Uh, but before we do that, first I have to uh, credit you. Uh, as the member of our fi- as a member of our finance board, you were the person who actually initially recommended that we do a podcast. Uh, so I have to ask you, Anil, uh, what inspired you to make that recommendation? And, and by the way, we're glad you did.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's been a, a great start. You've done a fantastic job with it. Um, so to me, w- what really stood out is if you look at UAB and the School of Business, we've had a very successful history. It's a brief history. And I think anything that we can do to market its success, I think, is critically important, and it adds a lot of value. We have a wonderful facility here, a wonderful physical facility, but not everyone gets the benefit of seeing it. And so I thought a podcast was a great way to really introduce those who didn't know UAB uh, and maybe share a little bit more for those that did but didn't understand the true value that's coming out of this building and coming out of the students and the alumni here. So again, you've done a fantastic job. It was just an idea, but an idea is nothing without execution. So very well done.
1: Well, we certainly appreciate you again for uh, helping us to bring that to fruition. And also uh, shout out to Dr. Yates for uh, helping us along and getting all of this organized for the podcast. And we're so glad to finally have you with us today. Uh, And so let's go ahead and hop right into it. And so, uh, you know, Obviously, we see you have over 20 years of experience in finance, and more specifically in the banking industry. Uh, I have to ask, what actually uh, piqued your interest to get you uh, started in finance, and more specifically in banking?
0: Sure. So I have to go back many years to probably when I was 9, 10 years old. And I had an uncle who had come visit, and he was a businessman, and um, he was from international and so whenever he'd come, he must have been hard of hearing because he would have CNBC blazing in the morning. And my father worked for Russell Corporation at the time. And so I kind of got more and more interested. And this is, this is dating me. But I got to the point where every day I'd pull open the, the newspaper and see where, um, uh, where Russell Corporation was trading. And so it just started this kind of mindset. I just kept you know, learning more and more about it. But the seed was planted uh, a long time ago because of my uncle. And it just kept growing um, even when I was in high school, one of my uh, cousins uh, was, was starting out in banking and just stayed in touch with him and, and saw what he was doing and just really felt there was a sense of energy uh, from, from financial markets more broadly. And the more I got to understand what banking really was, uh, it just really drew me in. And it's been the best decision I ever made. I, I have to tell you, uh, when I first started at UAB, this is back when business and engineering were in the same building, I started off in the engineering school. And so I was there for a year. Um, And it was a combination of calculus four and some wonderful economics courses that that had me say, you know what, let's go across the hallway uh, to the School of Business. And uh, just been so blessed to have done that. Uh, Some wonderful professors that uh, that I had the opportunity to learn from and have just enjoyed it every step along the way.
1: Wonderful, and see that is something that I'm so glad you mentioned is the uh, the, the the concept of exploration uh, when you were here at UAB, and, and that's something that we want to encourage our students to, to do is to actually come and 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 speak to not just our faculty, but you know join some of our organizations and sit in on some of our meetings to actually gain some real world experience or insight, much like you did. Uh, as you were uh, coming along. Now, let me ask, uh, could you go into perhaps detail of any particular uh, internships or experiences that you may have had along the way that really helped you solidify uh, that particular direction in finance?
0: Absolutely. So uh, every summer I did something different uh, when I was at UAB. So my, uh, my summer jobs or internships ranged from data entry for an economics professor to working at a bank to, I installed invisible fences for dogs. So I did everything. Uh, but, but to really narrow in, in terms of internships that helped me with my career, I will say it was definitely, um, the internship that I did at the bank was, was really important. That one, and, uh, the work I did for the economics professor that two different things came out of each from, from just the kind of the core internship with the professor, I really got to see how important data was to making decisions. Um, And he was doing some really cool research regarding golf. Um, But what was really interesting is just understanding how he took the data that I was manually keying in uh, to spreadsheets and was using it to create a narrative and to create a business case and to create a real value from a golf instructor standpoint. And I was like, well, gracious, if I can do this with, with golf, what more can we do with data? So that was something that really early on, just helped me understand how critically important that was with the bank i was very fortunate um, i worked there for probably two and a half three years had the opportunity while i was in school to try out different parts of the of the organization there Spent a little bit of time getting to know people um, really really tried to make as much um, uh, value out of the time i spent there learning from different people Um, but it really allowed me to see the breadth of what's available within financial services and banking. Um, And it was kind of, you know, a free education, if you will, in terms of just being open-minded to different things that may come my way.
1: And that's something of a segue that I I would like to uh, latch on to where you mentioned that you observed how uh, important data was Mm -hmm. to making decisions. And so uh, within that, uh, I'd like to talk more about your role as controller at regions in that uh, how, you know, so much data, I Mm -hmm. I mean, as a controller, of course, you know, you're, you're working a lot with working capital and budgeting analysis, projections, ensuring financial statements are in compliance, et cetera. Uh, So I I guess from your perspective, can can you tell us a little bit more uh, about your role and what you do at Regions and and how you guys use data uh, to make important decisions?
0: Sure. So I'll start with the role that I'm in right now, um, specific to to accounting. So generally speaking, uh, we have an external reporting group We have an accounting policy group, and we have an accounting operations team. So within each, data analysis is is critically important, some in more places than others. Um, But what I'd like to do is broaden it a bit more, because one of the things that I've been fortunate to do in my career at Regions is work in different groups, as you mentioned in my bio. And one of the things that I've been uh, fascinated to see at every stop along the way is how there can be very similar data used for very different purposes within the bank, um, and, and what i found is, well, within each case within the bank, people are using similar data, but using it for different reasons. And so what I've really enjoyed doing is bringing those people together and say, look, you're all looking at the same data. You're inferring different things from it. Let's learn from each other, and let's see how we can amplify our own analytics because we're talking to each other, whether it's credit risk monitoring, whether it's just you know, us executing our accounting responsibilities, whether it's profitability analysis, capital allocation – In many cases, the data at its core is similar in nature, but everybody's using it to extract different uh, meanings from it uh, and extracting different value from it. And so what's what's really interesting is to pull the group together and amplify that and take it to the next level. And so I've really enjoyed uh, doing that along each stop uh, of my career. And because I've been able to see it through different lenses, I've been able to bring different groups together uh, and will continue to do that because that's where we really extract value. And I think it's pretty interesting as well.
1: Wow, and that's something that we we also want to tap into, and and leads me to my next question uh, related to uh, you. S- mentioned specifically that you've led several groups and, and currently oversee several groups within the accounting function, uh, major groups uh, within regions. So uh, can you speak more about how you were maybe perhaps able to develop uh, your leadership and management skills along the way, and, and perhaps some of your perspective on how you manage?
0: Sure. So I've been fortunate in my career to, to really be able to observe how different people lead in different circumstances. Um, it, some have been great situations and some have been not so great situations. One of the ones that was most influential to me, not only because of when it occurred during my career, but also just because of the situation was the financial crisis. So I was at Wachovia during the height of the financial crisis. I was at Wachovia uh, when Wachovia was first sold to City and ultimately sold to Wells Fargo. And so I, I got, had the opportunity to see firsthand how leaders were responding in that situation. I literally got to see firsthand where I knew people were about to leave to go to New York to look into ways to resolve the bank. But I saw them earlier that week, seeing how they led the team, how they kept us energized, uh, knowing that that Friday was likely not going to be an enjoyable uh, day or weekend for them. And so what I think is critically important and what I learned from that is, is every day when we're leading, we have an opportunity to help someone in their career we have the opportunity to help someone in certain cases personally resolve certain things they're going through um, and and i find it engaging i find it an honor to get to do that as as, as a colleague with someone or as a leader uh, and i think it's important for us to, to to find ways to do that it's a way to engage a, a team that's highly motivated to work together um, and i find it very uh, very personally and professionally um, satisfying myself so you know, I was blessed to see different people lead in different situations. I also read a lot of leadership books. I think, um, again, reading how people respond to certain situations uh, is, is kind of free knowledge that, you know, we ought to take advantage of. If they're kind enough to write about it and share their personal uh, reaction to those situations, why not take that as a free uh, learning lesson, if you will. And so, you know, I try to, to take that in. And uh, when I'm forced to be in situations like I've either observed myself or read about myself, I try to use that as as an opportunity to learn. Um, And so I've been fortunate to be in the position to lead different teams that have different strengths, different opportunities to grow. Uh, And so that's helped form how I lead day in and day out as well.
1: Wow. And we definitely appreciate that insight because that's something that we want to try to instill in our students here. Uh, You know, not just that book knowledge, but those so-called intangible soft skills. Uh, And that's something that we're definitely proud to have our career services office to help us out with here at Collat and uh, also our internship coordinators and that sort of thing. And so uh, in talking more about uh, your role as a leader and even more so, uh, I want to talk more about your community involvement. Um, I noted that and we read earlier that you are on the board of REV Birmingham, um, and that is heavily involved in uh, economic development of okay. Birmingham. Uh, can you talk just a little bit about that and, and why you find it's important to be involved in organizations uh, like the Mike Slive Foundation and like REV Birmingham?
0: Sure. So uh, a couple things. First, I uh, I don't take it for granted that that I've been fortunate in life. I think all of us, if we look, even from this building, we don't have to look too far out the windows to see many people who would trade everything they have to have the lives we live. And so to me, I feel like it's an obligation to take what I've been given, the situations that I'm in, to try to give back, to try to help others achieve what they can achieve. Um, And in Birmingham, I think we're fortunate to do so. We have some wonderful companies, we have some wonderful nonprofits. we have wonderful families that come in every day and try to build up the community of Birmingham. Um, And and I really do feel like it's an obligation for us who are in a situation to help to do so. Uh, And there's so many great ways that we can do that here. Uh, Rev Birmingham is is one, but there's wonderful organizations all throughout the city uh, where people have the opportunity to help build up our community. You know, at at Regions, our CEO always says that as a bank, we can only be as successful as the communities we serve. Well, as a community, we can only be as successful, in my opinion, as those that are most vulnerable. And so what are we doing day in and day out to help them? Uh, And when you have people who have a passion and you have resources, whether they're money, time, tangibles, whatever that is, when you have need, it's just connecting all that together. And again, we have a lot of opportunities to do that here, here in Birmingham.
1: And definitely we appreciate your insight into that because that's something else we want to try to encourage. Uh, with regard to our students not just here at the business school but uh, across UAB and even after they leave us here at UAB as alumni such as yourself and that is to try to give back because uh, it helps us all uh, and as you said we're only as good as uh, those folks that uh, we see on the other side so to speak that are not as fortunate so definitely we appreciate your insight uh, regarding your community involvement. So uh, before we wrap up this episode uh, there's something else I definitely wanted to ask with regard to uh, your opinion about what would you recommend uh, or what would you say perhaps to a student or someone uh, just starting out that was interested in pursuing a career uh, in an executive position, let's say, at a major financial institution much like yourself.
0: Sure. A, a couple of things here, and I'll kind of mirror my career when I say this because it's, it's worked for me. Um, so first of all, I'd say there's a lot that you don't know, but that's okay. Take comfort in that. You're, you you should not know, um, a lot in terms of where your career can go. And if you take comfort in that, then you should feel far more open to explore different paths. One of the best bits of advice I ever received was from the CFO of one of the divisions I was working in at Capital One. And he told me, Anil, you spend the first 10 years of your career figuring out what you don't want to do. And so at first, that, that I didn't know how to take that, but when I really thought about it, it was a really freeing concept. And so I kind of followed that, and I've done different things. I've moved different around as I've moved around different places, as different opportunities have been offered to me. Um, you know, when I've been able to, I've just kind of dove into them. And and what I found is it allowed me to really understand um, what all is truly out there and available. Uh, but it also gave me great context because as you ascend up. Um, A managerial or leadership path what becomes critically important is seeing things through other people's eyes and the more ability you have to put yourself in different positions to learn to be on the other side of a conversation it allows you to better engage with people who may have a different opinion than you or may choose to, to 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 describe a different path forward and so I would say just be very open to the possibility of trying different things you don't have to, to look too far on my resume to see I'm the controller, but I'm not an accountant, but that's fine because I have wonderful accountants that work for me, but I've been able to try different things in my career and be in different positions where I'm able to bring something different to the role and further leverage the existing talent on the team. And so together we can really think about this role and this group differently because we have a very rounded and different perspective, uh, that, that, that we bring to, 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 the, to the group today. So I would say just take full advantage of all the opportunities ahead of you. If you're in a position where you can do something a little bit more risky, a little bit off the path you may have chosen, then give it a try. The worst thing that can happen is you say, okay, tried it, didn't like it, let's try something different, and you move on. But there's a lot of learning and things that go, don't go the way you expected. And I would just say, be open to it. Um, don't be scared or afraid of it but use it as a learning opportunity.
1: Well, definitely, Anil. We do appreciate that insight and and information. Uh, And and I cannot begin to tell you how much we appreciate you coming by uh, to be our guest today for today's episode. Like I said, we've wanted to get you by here for quite a while and so glad to uh, finally have uh, the person who uh, actually made this thing come to life, so to speak, that uh, put that bug in the air and it started us off. To flight. So, uh, again, we'd like to thank you for joining us today on the podcast, and uh, that uh, concludes our episode uh, of the Collat Found podcast. Again, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Neil Chadhaw uh, for joining us from Regions Financial. Uh, also, I would like to thank our listeners and subscribers, and I'd like to remind everyone listening out there to check out our upcoming episodes and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on all those major platforms platforms. So please subscribe so you can stay up to date with what's going on within our accounting and finance department here uh, at the collat School of Business. Uh, We frequently have guest speakers uh, with our student organizations, our Financial Management Association, Beta Alpha Psi, our Center for Public Trust, and of course NABA, and our Green and Gold Investment Fund, and last but not least, our Collat Real Estate Society. So we would like to conclude our episode by thanking the Reasons Institute for Financial Education here at Collat and our Department of Accounting and Finance. And lastly, thanks for listening and shout out to all our Collab fam.